The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Echet Yebamot has been dedicated and sponsored by our dear friend, Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife, in honor of his uh, family and Hatzlacha, Varvacha, Bechol Maasiyadav, maybe Zocheh. To raise his children in the ways of the Torah, they should give him much nachat. He should have many more children with health and happiness. And he should have beracha b'kol mikol kol him and his entire family. Amen. Daf Samech Dalid. Today's daf is being studied. The Nishmat of Ram Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanichanu Began Eden. Amen. Begin today's daf. And Samech Gimal Amud Bet. And we are on the bottom line. Tanu Rabbanan Ubnu Hoyomar Shuvah Hashem Rebevot Alfei Yisrael The Torah tells us that when they put the Aron down So the Pasuk says They would say Shuvah Hashem Return God Rebevot Alfei Yisrael To the myriads and the thousands of Israel Melamed She'en HaShekhinah Shura Al-Pachot Mishne Alafi Mushne Rebevot Misrael From here we learn that the Shekhinah does not rest on a group less than 22,000 people because the Pasuk says Ribibot, Ribibot is myriads so that would be 20,000 minimum and it says Alfe Alfe also the minimum would be 2,000 so you see and it says Shuvah Hashem so therefore you see that the Shekinah rests on at least 22,000 people Hare Shayu Yisrael Shene Alafi Mushne Rebabot Haser Echad so let's say the Jewish people numbered 22,000 less one. And you have one of the Jews that doesn't want to procreate, doesn't want to have children. In effect, he's really causing the Shekhinah to leave Israel because by him not having children, so he's not uh, bringing the number to 22,000. So therefore, it's tantamount to not bringing the Shekhinah down to Israel. Abba Hanan Amar, Mishum Rabili Ezer, Hayav Mita. Ben-Minan, if somebody doesn't involve himself in having children, if he's able to, he's guilty. And we know that. The Pasuk says about Nadav Avihu. When they died, those were the children of Aharon. So the Torah goes out of its way to say, So the Gemara makes a diuk. Implied that if we would have had children, they would not have died. So even though there's many reasons brought down why the children of Aharon died, the Gemara is saying the Torah went out of its way to tell us one of the main reasons. Because they did not involve themselves in having children. Actually, according to the the, the Hazal, they didn't get married even. They even tried to have children. And therefore, according to the Gemara, that's what did them in. Malala gives a different interpretation that anybody that doesn't procreate is causing the Shekhinah to leave Yisrael to be for you a God and to your descendants that are after you the Shekhinah only descends or comes down when the person has descendants Otherwise, who's the Shekinah going to go on? The Gibra says on stones and uh, sticks and stones and uh, wood. So therefore, the mitzvah of having children also because of the Shekinah to rest on Israel. Comes the Mishnah and says, Nasa Isha, Veshaha Imma Isr Shanim Velo Yalda, Enorashai Lebatel. Person got married. And he stayed with the lady for 10 years, his wife, and they weren't able to have children. So he's not able to mevatil from this mitzvah. So what is he supposed to do? That she says on top, Ela, O yigarashena, O There's one of two options. Either divorce her, or take another wife, in order to have children. She says, there's no option. The man is obligated on pirurvu. So give him 10 years to try. If after 10 years he doesn't succeed, so he has to do something. Either divorce, take another wife, or... Take a second wife. Now, the Yere'in brings down, Nakat enorashai. The reason why the language of the Mishnah is, Enorashai uh, lebatel, Ki afalpi shehu rotse la'amod ima. 
In the evening, he wants to stay with his wife, which means uh, he loves his wife. Kofin oto legaresh. The Yireim writes, we force him to get divorced. Just like Bintin forces people to do other mitzvot, this mitzvah as well as he's forced. Which is if both of them agree, and they let him marry, let's say, a second wife, which he doesn't mind bringing a co-wife into the marriage. Now even though we have a chayim of Rabbeinu Gershom that said what? That a person really doesn't have to have two wives. Yerim says, the Bible wasn't talking about this case over here, where a person doesn't have children. He was talking about Stam, the guy wants to have a, a second wife. But in this case over here, he'll be uh, lenient, even the Bible Gershom, to take a second wife in order to procreate. He says, Vechem, Katvu Rabbenu, Rabbane Sarfat, Vechubat. All this is brought down by the Dva as well. So it comes to Gemara and says, Mishnah, Girsha. Now let's say he divorced her. Muteret le'aher. Now she's permissible to get married to somebody else. Now what do you mean? I thought she's not able to have children. No, you don't know that. And she says, "Velo amrin akarai deshem harishon lo zachali banot memena." Which means maybe they didn't have luck together. They weren't compatible spiritually, physically, the first marriage. But that doesn't mean she's not able to have children. So we allow her to go marry somebody else. Again, same rule. And the second guy is able to take another 10 years with her in order to try to have children. If she had a miscarriage, so you start the 10 years from the time that she had the miscarriage. And the Mephashim point out that whether it's the first husband or second husband, you take the 10 years of the miscarriage, and then it says, that even if let's say had a miscarriage for 40 days, uh, we say, even though the first 40 days, they give up, calls the baby, it's just like uh, water, because it didn't form yet, it doesn't matter. You count it from the miscarriage itself. Comes the Gemara and continues. Tanu Rabbanan, Nasa Isha, Veshaha Ima Eser Shanim, Velo Yalda Yotzi, have to divorce her, Vieten Ketubah. But you have to pay her the Ketubah. Shem lo zakali banot mimena. Because maybe didn't have the zechut to have children from her. But he has to pay the Ketubah because maybe it's his problem. And therefore, we have a rule. Now you want to take away your ketubah to prove it that, uh, that, that it's helpful. Maybe the reason why you're not having uh, children is God is punishing you. And therefore, you cannot take away her ketubah payment just because uh, she cannot have children. Even though we don't have a clear proof that it's 10 year uh, limit, but we have a we have a remembrance of it in the Torah. Mikets Aser Shanim Neshevet Abraham Beeres Kenan says that after ten years that Abraham Abinu was sitting in Eres Kenan, now what does it say? So it says he went and he married Hagar. So it means what? Abraham waited a ten year period and then he took a, another wife. The Gemara learns from over here another law. The Lamedka Sheem Yeshivat Chutzlaaris Ole Lo Minaminyan. You don't count Chutzlaaris, which means in Chutzlaaris the ten-year rule doesn't apply. It's only after he moved to Eres Kenan, then he waited ten years in Eres Kenan, and then he took a second wife. So that she says Miketz Esel Shanim Ba Al Hagar.
But when once a person moves to Israel, then already the clock starts. So he writes over here from the Sefer Yireim, what do you mean? Still, chose the land. Still considered the chosen land. Like when Yaakov had the dream, didn't he dream the ladder from connecting earth to heaven? So if it was still uh, holy, even though it might not have been designated yet as Israel. So therefore, you see, counted ten years. The continues. Halahu, let's say if the husband gets sick, or Shahaltai, or let's she gets sick, or Shneem Habushim Beta Surim, or let's say both of them are incarcerated in prison, they cannot have children that way, in Olim Lo Minaminyan. You don't count that time as part of the, as part of the count. As long as there's outside factors that you can attribute that they're not having children, so then already you don't count the 10 years. Just like in Hotzalis, you don't count, so therefore one is sick or something like that, so you don't count it as well. Amaleem. So we know Yitzhak Abinu was 40 years old when he took Rivka. Yitzhak was 60 when he had them. So what you learn from here? There's a 20 year window. And we know that Yitzhak Abinu lived in Eris Israel. He never left Eris Israel. So therefore what? Say that it's not 10 years. Maybe it's 20 years that, uh, that you have. So the Gibbara says... Amale comes along and says, Yitzhak Akud Haya. You can't learn from Yitzhak because Yitzhak Abinu was Akud. He was not able to have children. He was an Akad. He was uh, he was sterile. So therefore it's got nothing to do with it. Which means uh, no matter how long he was going to be married, there's no purpose to get divorced from his wife to go marry somebody else. He's Akad. It's not, uh, the man is Mitzvah Periyavribya. So therefore, the, the wife is not. So therefore, when do we say that you have to go marry somebody else when there's a chance you can have children to somebody else? But the Tzachabin was Akar. So the Gemara says, Yachi, Avram Nami Akur Haya. If you're looking at it that way, Avram Abinu also was uh, sterile. He wasn't able to have uh, children. So therefore, uh, well, uh, how are you counting uh, this over here? The Gemara says, Ahu mev'ele l'ikhdribi hiya bar abba. Ve'amar if hiya bar abba, amar v'yohanan. Lama nimnu shenotav shel yishma'el, that's what could marry anybody else. The Pasuk that says Yitzhak was sixty years, Lo don't tell me that that pasuk is extra and that you're going to learn from there the 20 year rule. No. We need that pasuk to tell me he was 60 years old or he had children. But the pasuk of the 10 years of Abraham, maybe it was Akar. Which means, just like we say in Masikat Megillah, that the Gemara tells us over there that we had to list the years of how old Shishmael was in order for us to figure out how many years Yaakov Abinu stayed in Yeshivat Shem Ve'ever, which means otherwise the Gemara says, what are you listing the years of the Rasha Yishmael? What do I care how long he lived? No, you have to know that so you can calculate other important parts of our history. So similarly, part of that Hezbon was that Yitzhak was 60 years old when he had children. So that Pasuk is necessary to write in order to calculate the years to Yaakov Abinu. Masha'enken, that Pasuk of Likitz Eser Shanim, there's no purpose. Why would the Torah give us that information uh, unless it's coming to teach us a lesson? So granted, Avram Abinu was an Akar. But it's teaching us that generally speaking, that's the time where a person is able to take another wife. Because the pasuk is really superfluous. What do you tell me this number after 10 years? Who cares? Maybe after 15 years, after 5 years. Who don't even tell me at all. Just tell me he took Hagar. Also, the pasuk is extra. And let us be to teach us what? That, that, that is the 10 year window in Eris Israel that a person may take a, or should take another wife if he's not having children from his first wife. That a Tosafot movie is interesting. Tosafot says, The bottom tosfot, v'lilaf mi Yitzhak. The bottom tosfot over here. Learn from Yitzhak. Vim Tomar. So he says, "What do you mean? I ask you a question." Yitzhak na me lo shahayotin miyud. 
Now I tell you, Tzak also didn't wait more than ten years. Why? According to the Midrash that says that Rivka got married at three years old, the Adshaita, but you'd bet. Now we know a lady cannot give birth until she's twelve. Right? She's not be able to have to the Gemara. So therefore, you, you don't count the years from three to twelve. So therefore, right away at twelve, she became fertile. And therefore, what did she give uh, birth? So she gave birth, let's say, nine years later. So therefore, you see what? Uh, that uh, also didn't wait uh, the ten years. So it says, So you have to say that our Gemara is arguing on that Midrash that says Rivka got married at three years old. She's it's not according to everybody that she got married at three years old. You see, this Gemara not like that. And Adraba, we learned earlier, if you remember, we brought it a ayah, we were discussing the subject of the Kohen Gadol, can only marry a na'ara. <coughs> so she has to be a betula, who's a na'ara. It's between 12 and 12 and 6 months. So we brought it a ayah from a pasuk that was talking about Rivka Emeru. What does the pasuk say? Be'ana'ara tovat mar'em me'od betula. So we said, oh, you see, the Torah calls Rivka a betula and a na'ara. So you see, when she got married, she was a na'ara. Oh, I thought she was three years old. Well, they have to say that our Gibraltar's followed the opinion that she wasn't three years old when she got married. She was uh, 12 years old. So we have different she taught exactly. So therefore the Gibraltar also, we have to say that we're not going with the three-year, uh, the three-year shita. And therefore the Gibraltar wants to say you can learn from uh, Yitzhak Avinu. Comes the Gibraltar, continues and says... Amar bi Yitzhak. Yitzhak Abinu Akura. How do we know that Yitzhak Abinu was an Akar that wasn't able to have children? Shneemar. Vayi'atar Yitzhak lahashem lenocha ishto. It says Yitzhak Abinu prayed to God in front of his wife. It says, Al ishto lo neemar. It doesn't say he prayed for his wife. Ela lenocha. But he prayed in front of his wife. Milamed shneshnehem akurim hayu. They were both akurim. They were both barren. Because the pasuk clearly says that if God was akara. So therefore, if, the, if she was the only one that had a problem, it should say that Yitzhak prayed for her. But it doesn't say he prayed for her. He prayed with her. So therefore, it seems what that he had the same problem. He was praying for himself and she was praying for herself. So comes Gemaran says, if that's the case, Yacheh, why does the Pasuk say that God answered him? The Pasuk should say God answered them. If they both had it. Till now, if we thought that the Rivka was the only one that had the problem, so we understood. So God answered his heart's prayer for Rivka. But now they're saying they both pray because they both had problems. The Pasuk should say that God answered both of them because they both had issues. So they want to say, She'eno domet tefilat sadiq ben sadiq. Which means, no, Borei Olam answered the prayer of Yitzhak Aminu, for both of them. Why? Because Yitzhak Aminu is considered Sadiq ben Sadiq. Whereas Rivka is considered Tzadik, but she's the daughter of a Rasha, which is the daughter of Lavan. So therefore, you see what? That the Tefillah of Tzadik ben Sadiq is a high Madriga. That's why Borei Olam answered her, him. Look at Rashi. If you tell what was the reason why Boreola made our forefathers Akurim barren? Because Boreola, he yearns the tefillah, he desires the tefillah of the tzaddikim. So we explain different interpretations. What does it mean, God? Desires the tefillah. He needs the tefillot of the tzaddikim. So the explanation might be as follows: that the tefillot of the tzaddikim they make the tzaddikim better. Jesus brings them closer to Kadosh Baruch Hu. It elevates them. 
And therefore, whatever Allah loves the tiflut of the tzaddikim, not that he needs the tiflut, but he knows that the tzaddikim become better tzaddikim as a result of it. It refines them, it makes them pure. And that's why it's no coincidence that the children that came from these tzaddikim came what they are. Only because Abraham Abinu brought Yitzchak in the world after years and decades of tefillah. So look at the result. So therefore the product is a product of all those tefillot. But there might be another interpretation. Why? Because at the time that Avlam Abinu prayed to Kadosh Baruch Hu, not only did he get answered himself, but it says in the Pasuk, that on the day that Sarah Emenu conceived, many Akarot conceived with her. Which means there were many children that were born in the world as well. So it wasn't a personal miracle for Abraham Abid. It was a, a national miracle for the world. And therefore, God loves the Tiflot of Siddiqui because they're able to bring down the Beracha to the entire world. That's why he made them Akarab. Not just so they can pray for everybody. And who knows, even till today. Many of the people that are akara that might not be able to have children, who knows, maybe from those tefilot of Avraham Abinu, that uh, they're able to have children as a result of those tefilot. So he's metaveh for those tefilot, it's like a deposit in the bank. And he puts all those tefilot up there, and therefore God uses them constantly in order to, to, to bring down the, for, for, for other people. It should be noted, we're talking about this subject of uh, akara, of barrenness, and people are not able to have children. We should quote what Rafida said. Could you imagine the tsa'ar of what does it mean to a couple not to have children, the pain that they go through? So he says an amazing hadush. He writes that the Jewish people were in Egypt for 210 years. They were supposed to be in Egypt for 400 years. So Islam Hida, what happened to those 190 years? What happened to those 190? Where did they go? So he said the 190 years of pain that we were supposed to have in Mislaim was already fulfilled by Abraham and Sarah. How? Because Abraham and Sarah collectively did not have children for 190 years. Abraham was 100 years when he, did, when he had a child, and Sarah was 90. The pain that Abraham and Sarah went through for 190 years of barrenness, that already took the place of the 190 years of the Jewish people that was supposed to be in Mislaim. That shows you over here the, the Sa'ad, that what does it mean a couple when they don't have children that they can mechaper on millions of people that were supposed to be in, in slavery but then now we see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is metaveh letfilatam chel sadikim so Gabriel continues Amar B'Yitzchak Lama nimshelat tefilatan chel sadikim ke'atar says that vayatar Yitzchak now the word vayatar means over he besieged he prayed but atar also is a pitchfork so the Gemara says, why would they refer to tefillah as a pitchfork? So the Gemara says, Ma'atar Just like the pitchfork, it's able to turn the hay, right, from one place to another. Which is, you, you, you take the fork and you move the hay from one place to another, you turn it over. So you see over the same thing that the tefillot of the tzaddikim they're able to turn the midat din of the kadosh baruch hu to midat rachamim. He turned God from midat din not having children to midat rachamim. Able to turn the judgment over. Amar Rabbi Ami. Avraham Avraham and Sarah, according to him, they were tumtumin, which means their private area was closed up. It was sealed. They were considered the tumtumim shene'emar. As the Pasuk says, Habitu el sur ve'el makevet bor nukartem. Which means the Pasuk writes, this is referring to Abraham and Sarah. Look at the stone that's sued, Hotsaftem that was hewn. Like a stone is hewn from the um, from the mountain, which means now all of a sudden you have a flat mountain, but you chisel and now all of a sudden the stone protrudes. 
So say that's the same thing of Abraham Abinu. Abraham was a tumtum. And they hewn from him the stone. That's referring to the ability to have children. And the same thing regarding Sarah. It says, Ve'el makevet, that's the hollow bore, nukartem, that was dug. See, again, Sarah was a tumtum as well. So look at the place that was hollowed out. That shows us what? That Sarah Minu before that was a tumtum, and it was hollowed out, which she became fertile. Uktiv, and what is this referring to? Abitul Abraham, Abichem, Ve'el Sarah. Look at Abraham, your father, and Sarah that bore you. Comes to Gibran and says, Amar of Nachman, Amar of Abar Abu, Sarah Emenu, Ailonitaita. He said that Sarah Emenu had a status of an Ailonit, that's a lady that was not able to have children even more. Ailonit, the reason why they call her Ailonit, because in Aramaic, in the, the, an Ail, Ail, which is a ram, they call it Dekhar. Dekhar is, uh, is really Zakhar, is, uh, is a male. So in a female they call it Ailonit, which is like a, a female, which means but uh, um, that has male traits. They say that Ailonit uh, doesn't mature like a normal lady does. Her voice is uh, uh, deep like a man, and also doesn't have the normal features. And to the, main, the main thing what we're seeing over here is not able to have uh, children. So Shinayimar, like the Pasuk says, Vatehi Sarai Akara in La Valad. Pasuk is repetitious. And Sarai was Akara, right? She was barren. In La Valad, she had no children. Uh, obviously, if she's Akara, she doesn't have children. Which means she didn't even have the, 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 the womb. She didn't even have the ovaries, let's say. Which means Akara is one thing. But in La Valad, she didn't have the Kedim. She didn't have the physical. Uh, 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 uterus inside in order to have a child. That means she was Ailonit. So comes the Gabran says, Amar of Yehuda, Bered, Rav Shuel, Bar Shilat, Meshemed, Rav Lo, Shanu Ela, Bedorot, Arishonim. This 10 year rule that we said only applies to Dorot, Rishonim, Shishnotehe, Merubot. Yeah, they lived many years, so then we gave you a ten-year, uh, ten-year rule. Aval bedorot aharonim, but in the later years, sheshnotehem muatot. When the life expectancy went down, shete shanim umehsa. Then already the maximum is two and a half years. Two and a half years would be thirty months. And when they get the two and a half year uh, time, keneged shelosha iburim. Which means the amount of time of normal three pregnancies. Three pregnancies, each pregnancy would be nine months. So that's 27 months. And a month in between for the lady to become Tehora, to go to the Mikveh. So for 30 months, that's the maximum already. What they want to say, this man is Rava Amar of Nahman, Shalosh Shani. He said, no, you get 36 months. Keneged Shalosh Pekidot. Keneged the three Pekidot, the three ladies that were uh, remembered Litova on Rosh Hashanah, that were barren and ended up having children. Who was that? That's the uh, uh, Sarah Emenu and uh, Rahel and uh, Hannah. So you see what? That they want to say that there's a three year period. You have to wait for three Rosh Hashanahs, Pes, so to speak. Which means let them, let them pray three Rosh Hashanahs, and if uh, three Rosh Hashanahs <laughs> pass and they don't get answered, then already it's over. Te Amar Mor, Rosh Sarah, Rahel, We see that the three barren ladies. The, were uh, remembered on Rosh Hashanah. Amar Rava litniu lehani klale. There's no. We don't go with these rules, which means we don't make a difference. The ten year rule is the ten year rule in all generations. We don't go with this uh, changing the number. Why? Mechdi matnitin mantakin. Who wrote the Mishnah? Rabbi. Already in the time of David Melech, the life expectancy went down. So already the time of David already the years were seventy years. So therefore Rabbi came after. And Rabbi still telling you what? Ten years. So therefore we don't go with the fact that it changed. The ten year number still applies. Comes Gabaran continues and says, you're telling me that what? Maybe he doesn't have the zikhut to have children from her. Kibra says, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's her that doesn't have a zikhut. And therefore, that she says, Maybe she should lose a ketubah. She says, How are you so, uh, so you're blaming it on the guy? And you're so certain that it's the guy's fault. 
Maybe it's her fault. And therefore she should uh, lose her ketubah. How do you know? <coughs> so the Yavara says, no. We know it's not going to be her fault. Why? Since she's not commanded on the Mizvah Perurvu, Lomi Ansha. God's not going to punish her. Which means that's not a punishment to the lady. What? To make her not have children. She's not obligated to have children. The punishment is going to come to who? To the man. Because he's really obligated to have the uh, children. So therefore, you have to say it's, it's him. And that she says, She's not commanded. She doesn't care. Which is God's not going to punish her on avonot on something that uh, doesn't affect her anyway. So then we have to assume that it's the husband's uh, problem, and therefore he has to pay the ketubah. Comes the Gemara and says, "Ini, we have a contradiction to this." The rabbis told Rabbi Abba Bar Zavda, Nasiv iteta ve'olid bene. They told him, get married and have uh, children. Ve'amar lehu, izakai havuli mekamaita. Which means he said, if I would have the zikhut, I would have had my children from the first wife. Which is mashma. He was married to his first wife. He didn't have uh, the, the children. And uh, it seems uh, he didn't follow the ten year rule over here. So the Gibraltar said, why didn't he take another wife? I thought we're saying over after 10 years, he doesn't have children, he's supposed to take another wife. And here the rabbis went to the rabbi to listen. Take another wife. He said, listen, if I would have had the zikhut, I would have had them from the uh, first wife. What is that? Anyway, the Mishnah says that maybe you don't have the zikhut with this wife. Maybe you have to take a, another wife. So what do they do over here? So the Gibraltar says, Hata'am dechoyka madhelel rabbanan. That story over there, Rabbi Ababar Zavda was just pushing off the rabbis. Why was he pushing them off? Rabbi Ababar Zavda i'akal me'pirkei deravuna, because Rabbi Ababar Zavda was another rabbi that became akal from the shiur of Ravuna. We learned yesterday about Rabbi Sheshat that became an akal from the shiur of Ravuna. Why? Because Ravuna used to be a very long shiur, and it seemed that the students could not leave the shi'ud in the middle and therefore the Hakkab Torah tells us that if a person holds uh, in and doesn't go to the bathroom it causes it to become an akar so therefore when the students were coming to tell him why don't you get married he didn't want to tell that he became an akar he told no 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 if I didn't have a zikhut my first wife uh, that's it you know, maybe I don't have a zikhut but really if he was able to have children of course he would have got married to somebody else so we're just pushing them off Rav Gida Gibran tells us that Avgidal also became an Akkad from the Shi'ur of Ravuna. Rabbi Hilbo, he Akkad with Pirke, the Ravuna. Rav Sheshat, he Akkad with Pirke, the Ravuna. So you see, all these rabbis were in the same uh, Shi'ur, they all have the same fate. Gibran says, Achabar Yaakov, Achdate Suskinta. He got the, uh, the disease called Suskinta. Which means if a person restrains himself from going to the bathroom, so it causes uh, to become uh, akrut, so it gets a certain disease that they call it suskinta. So what they do to heal him? They hung him on a arza, a cedar tree, in the house of Rav. Which means, and a green substance, like Hutsar Yarka, which means like uh, a green branch, came out of him, and that was it. Which means that was a disease. Seems like he had a certain uh, uh, infection over there, from this not going to the bathroom. So they hung him on the tree, that was the the, the, the flower. They hung him there, and uh, all of a sudden it came out of him, and therefore he was he was healed. Comes the Gemara says, Amar of Ahabar Yaakov, Shittin Sabeh. Havina, we were 60 elders, or scholars, let's say, or old people, in the shi'ur. We all became akar from the shi'ur of Ravuna. Levar me'ana. He says, except for me, Rav Abba Yaakov says. Because I fulfilled on me the pasuk, that the chokhmah, Brings life to its owner, which means I said that the, what is chokmah? Chokmah is to bring life to a person. So I used the chokmah when I had to go to the bed. I got up and I went. 
which means there's no chokmah to stay in the shiur and uh, get uh, damaged. The explanation is that the other rabbis, they were so engrossed in the shiur, could be, they didn't even realize it. Means the shiur was going on, they were involved in it, and then uh, all of a sudden uh, they realized that uh, after that they had to go to the bathroom. But uh, this rabbi says, no, I was cognizant to make sure that I don't get sick. I fulfilled Amir Pazukvah. What is true chokmah? That brings life to its owners, not sickness. She was the only one that came out okay. The Mefash you say over here, the Or Zarua brings down, Shaya Yotzim Ebeta Midrash. He would leave the Ebeta Midrash in the middle of the Shiur, Matil Ma'ik, because Shaya Sarich. About him, Afapi, Shayu Sarichim, Ayu Shurim, Ad Gemar Alacha, Venagbu Anikirim, Zeno Zumin, Akru, like we said. Shema'alat Achokma, Hiki, Shetahayet Ba'aleha. Okay. Comes again, Moran says further. Kirsha. Muteret. So we said, if he divorces us, she's muteret to go marry somebody else. Correct? He can take a second, uh, second husband. Sheni in. So the Gemara says she can take a second husband. Sheni she lo. But after a second husband, that's it. She cannot get married a third time. Because then already, this opinion is following that we have a law of hazakah. It's mahlok at what is hazakah? How much times hazakah? Is it two times or three times? So you see, Amish is following the shaitan and says hazakah is after two times. Is that after two times? That's it. We assume that she's, uh, problem is her. So we don't want to get married to somebody else. That she's going to ruin a, a guy now. A guy's obligated to Peru ru. So ready? Again, she didn't have kids, the case is talking about. She got married to the first guy, there was 10 years, no children. She got married to a second guy, 10 years, no children. Now we said, that's it. She cannot get married. Because we have to assume that this lady over here cannot be childbearing. So the Mishnah found the opinion that says, Hazakaz after two times. Quran says, Matnitin Mani, who is the author of our Mishnah? Rabbi. It's found the opinion of Rabbi. The Tanya, we have a Braita. We have an interesting case over here. Mala Harishon. Let's say you have a mother. She circumcised her first child, Umit, and he died. Then why the child died? Well, we don't know. We don't know if it had to do with the uh, uh, Milah. Well, actually, he didn't have clotting agents. So therefore, let's say he has hemophilia. But you don't know if that's the running in the family. So it says, Sheni Vamit. They mild the second child, and the second child also died. So the Gemara says, Shirishi Lotamun. Already the third son, they do not circumcise when he's eight days old. They wait till he gets older, till the clotting becomes a little stronger. Divre Rabbi. That's the pin of Rabbi. So you see what? Rabbi follows already Hazaka after two times. Rabban Shabom Gamliel Omer, Shirishi Tamun. So no, you could mild the uh, third son, Divi Lotamun. But not the fourth. So you see the Banshim Gamliel Shitaz, what? Hazakas after. Three times. So comes Gabran says, What are you talking? We have the exact opposite. We have another statement that says Rabbi is the one that says Hazakai is three. And uh, Rabban Shimon Gamliel is the one that says Hazakai is two. So which opinion is correct? Which is who said what? So Gabran says, Hey Minayu Aharinaita. Well, we have to find out whatever statement was the last statement made, that's what they hold. So we have to figure out which statement was the later statement. So the Gemara says, Tashema, why, why the later statement? Because they must have said something earlier in their lives, and they retracted. So therefore, whatever the retraction was later on, that's what they were, she taught us. So Tashema, Tamar of Chayyab, but Abba, but Yohanan. We have a statement of Rabbi Yohanan. There was a story of four sisters that lived in Sipori. One of the sisters had a son, circumcised the son, and the son died. So all three sisters had children, they gave the Brit Milah, and they died as a result of the Brit Milah. When it came to the fourth sister, so she came in front of the bunch of Gamliel, Amar la al-tamudu. Says, do not circumcise. So the Gemara wants to bring it to Ayah here. That first of all, Rabbi Hanan is giving this testimony. That Rabbi Hanan was already after the bunch of Gamliel. He was not like the end of the Tanaim, the beginning of the Amuraim. And if he's giving this testimony over here, he was later. So therefore, must be this is the bunch of Gamliel Shita that what Hazakah is with three. Because when they came to him, said, "Listen, we have the fourth uh, sister over here. What do we do with the child? Uh, do not circumcise." So you see, that must be the bunch of Gamliel's final Shita. Because the Bi'ara was at the end, right? He came later, and he's giving the last uh, testimony. So comes the Gemara and says, "Who said?" 
ודלמה היא עתיה שלישית, נמה הווה אמר לה. Right, the Gemara who told you. That was the story that happened. Maybe if the third lady would have came also, he also would have told her don't do it. So you have really no ra'ayah. The Gemara says, in ken, may as hadutah, the Rebbechaya bar Abah. So what does Rebbechaya bar Abah come and teach us then? Which is, if it's an inaccurate story, what is the Rebbechaya bar giving us a story? Ma'aseh, Shaya, with the four sisters over there. If you're telling me that it really doesn't teach us anything, so he must have been coming to prove a point. So Elad Gabbara would say, it must be the point was that it was an accurate story, and the Shita was Hazakah's three, but that's why he was telling us, Yishnur Abad, Shunur Abad, Shunur Abad, Shunur three. He must have known who told you. V'dilma ha'kam ha'shma'lan te'achayot me'chazkot. Maybe it's teaching me that sisters can make a Hazakah. They're just like a person, let's say, has three children. So the Hazakah is on one person that has three children. You can make a Hazakah also with the sisters. One sister had a child that died, Muhammad Milan. The other sister had a child, Muhammad Milan. The other sister. Maybe I'd say, no, that's not one family. That's each separate families. You can make Hazakah even when it comes to sisters, which is the Gabbara saying. Maybe it's got nothing to do. You have no Ra'ayah, the Gabbara, the story of Hazakah. Because really, that was the master. They came to me after the, 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 the fourth one. The third one. So maybe if they would have came to me after the third, the third, the second one, then we would have also told them, don't do it. So that's not the Ra'ayah. No Hazakah. So what was he teaching us? No, he's teaching us that you can, you can discuss the subject of Hazakah even from different people. Even if it's coming from sisters, you discuss Hazakah. Amar what's already you see about things that run in families, like you see here, one sister had it, and things like uh, connected to family uh, uh, problems like this. gives us a rule. Lo yisa adam isha. A person should not get married to a lady lo mishpachat nikhfin ve lo mishpachat mitsura'in Gabbara says a person should not marry into a family that has a history of epilepsy or a family that has a history of tsara'at which is what's already you see that there's hereditary things going on over here one sister had a child the mila died She's had hemophilia. The second sister died. So you see it's running in the family. So you see there's certain things that are hereditary. So Gibraltar says, Halakha comes out of this. So when a person is getting married, if he sees that epilepsy is in the family, he should not take the girl because these things can run in the family as well. It's a So Gibraltar says, Vehu tlata zimneh. Gibraltar says, it's only talking about over here where let's say there was Hazakah three times. Which means, let's say, uh, they saw there was three cases of uh, epilepsy in the family. Or there was three cases of tzara'ah. That's just because you have one case that doesn't prove anything. Which means, already if you see a pattern in a family, uh, then they're ready. Not, which means, not only in the Hadushas, not only in the, in, in the same family. So you see the sister's son has it, and another sister's son has it. So then already you see from the Milah case, that you don't judge it just in the direct family itself. You can look at the extended family. So therefore, you see that uh, it comes out the uh, Hadaka. What's the deen? Do you go hazaka after three times, like uh, one chita, or hazaka after two times? What's the uh, what's the deen? So Gemara says, Ki atar b'Yitzchak bar Yosef. When Yitzchak bar Yosef came from Eretz Israel, Amar he said, Uvda hava kamed Rabbi Yochanan. There's a story that happened in front of Rabbi Yochanan b'Kinishta de Maon. It was the bit Kinesh of Maon b'Yom Kipurim shehal liyot b'Shabbat. So what was the case? They did the beat Milan, the first child, and died. So the third Milan, they came in front of uh, Rabbi Umuli. Go and circumcise. Which means, yeah, the same family. So therefore you see what? Clear story now. Now it's no doubt. Now already, Rabbi Yochanan already was later. So therefore, he's giving you the final testimony of Rabban Shimon Gamliel. Because he was after Rabban Shimon Gamliel. And he's coming along to say, when they asked him about the third son, don't do it. So therefore, what do you see over here? That he also over here that Hazakah is only after three. So therefore, there's nothing to talk about it. He told him, go do it. So therefore, you see what? That the Ban Shemogel says that the Hazakah is only after three times. So Kavzikimaran says, Ambal the Abaye, de Kasharit is Says, look what's going on over here, which means the rabbi over here was Matir in Isur, because he allowed them to do it on Shabbat and Yom Kippur. 
Which means, in the case over here, if you're not allowed to do this milah after two times, so then already you're not allowed to do this milah on Kippur and Shabbat. So I mean, he obviously was confident enough when he told him to do this milah, because otherwise it's a suit to do it. It wasn't on a regular day. This was Shabbat Yom Kippur, otherwise it's a suit to do a milah like this. And it also was Matir Sakana, because obviously two of them died already. So look at Rashi. If you tell me Azakah is only after two times, tell the have your Milah Shalom Zmana. So that already becomes a Milah Shalom Zmana because you're not supposed to do the Milah today. Ve'ena Duhayta Shabbat, Ve'sakatas Karan Fashot. So Rabbi Hanan had the very wide shoulders over here, which means when he said, do the Milah, he was matiring an Isur potentially on Yom Kippur and Shabbat, and he's matiring a situation of Sakana. Samach ala Abayeh. So Abayeh, once he heard this ruling, he relied on it. And how did he apply it? So he says, he relied it that what? That three times Hazakah, Be'azal Nasba Lechoma Barta Isi Bered Rav Yitzhak, Bered Rav Yehuda, De Nasba Rechabad De Pumpedita, Ve Shachiv. Rav Yitzhak Bered Rav Barbar Hana, Ve Shachiv, Ve Nasbahu, Ve Shachiv. The Gemara says, what did he do, Abayah, based on this? It affected him when it came to getting married. Azali went, Reading again, he married a lady called Choma. Who was Choma? Barta, the daughter of Isi, Bered Rav Yitzhak, Bered Rav Yehuda. The Nasbah that she was already married once before, Rehaba, to a fellow called Rehaba, the Pumpedita, the Shachif. And he died. So already she had killed one husband already. Rabbi Yitzchak Bered the Rava Bar Barchana b'Shachiv, and she was also married to Rabbi Yitzchak Bered the Rava Bar Barchana, and he also died. So she already had killed two husbands. The Nasbahu and Abaye got married based on the testimony that three is considered Hazaka. So then we figured nothing's going to happen. What happened? V'shachiv. And Abayid died as a result. Because he figured Hazakah. So there's a certain type of lady that's called the Katlanit. There's a certain lady, that's a lady that has Hazakah that she kills her husbands. Which means uh, there's, uh, there's different understandings of what exactly the killing of the husbands. I'm going to say what, where, where exactly is the power for a lady to have the ability to cause the husband to die. But Abayid held Hazakah is three. She only killed two husbands. Sure enough, he died. So the Gabbara says, does a person do a ma'aseh like this to himself? Does a person uh, take, his, uh, take a risk like this? Why? Which means, uh, we have a statement that says that statements that Avin said, Avin was one of the rabbis, if you, Avin made a statement, you rely on him. Avin was a student of Rabbi Yohanan. And whatever Avin says in the name of Rabbi Yohanan, the rabbis tell us, you can trust him. However, Yitzhak Sumka, but Yitzhak Sumka lav bar samcha. You don't trust Rabbi Yitzhak's uh, testimonies in what he said in the name of Rabbi Yohanan. Why not? Avin Yishno Bahazara. They say two explanations. Avin used to make Hazara. He used to, re- re- uh, you know, re- review his learning. So therefore, he was clear on the Yohanan Shita. Yitzhak Sumka eno b'Hazara, but Yitzhak Sumka would not make Hazara. Or another interpretation is Avin was close to the Yohanan constantly. He never left his side. And therefore, if the Yohanan ever retracted, Avin knew about the retraction. Whereas Yitzhak Sumka wasn't around always, so he didn't know if he retracted. Therefore, he's telling you. Abayah, who are you relying on? Who is Abayah relying on? He's not talking about Abayah, but who is he relying on? He's relying on the Bitzhak's testimony of Rabbi Yohanan that said, Hazaka is three. You're relying on the Bitzhak? We're not relying on the Bitzhak. We know the Bitzhak is not a Barasamka. It's one thing if Avin would have said it. Huh? Avin said it, then already it's another story. He's a Barasamka. But the Bitzhak, we don't think it's a testimony. And not only that, furthermore, Ima de Pedigi de Anyan Mila. The only mahluk that I'll tell you between the Banshimum given and the B is Hazakat three times or two times Wabit Mila. Binisuin mi pelige. Who said they're arguing by marriages? Which is by Brit Mila it's a different story. Because Brit Mila you have no options. Which means if you're not going to circumcise your son, the mitzvah is not going to be fulfilled. So then the Banshimum Gamaliel said, you know what? Hazakat will say is three. Because otherwise the mitzvah is not going to be uh, done. 
When it comes to marriage, who told you to marry this lady? Go marry somebody else. Who told you? Bad Shmuel Gamliel is going to be lenient and say that you have Hazakaf two times. Maybe he'll be Mahmoud. I want after two times. Go marry somebody else. The mitzvah can still be fulfilled. Therefore, I'm not going to be lenient in this case. So they told. They were telling basically with Abayeh. Number one, you shouldn't have relied on Rabbi Yitzchak's testimony. And number two. Who said that the analogy of Brit Milat and Nisuin is similar? Maybe they didn't say it by Nisuin. Gemara says, In. No, they, they did argue by Nisuin as well. Vatanya, as we learned in a Baita. What does it say? Nisit Lerishon. She got married to the first guy. Vemit. Vashini. Vemit. Zengai. And he died. Lishirishi. Lotanaseh. The third guy, don't go. Rabbi. That's the B's opinion. Hazaka is already two. Rabban Shalom Gamliel Omer, Lashilishi, Tenaseh, Larbi'i, Lotenaseh. So you see, really, the Mahlokit by Milah is the same Mahlokit by the Suin. So the Gemara says, Pishlam, I get Milah. I understand the logic by Milah, what the concern is. Ika Mishpacha, Dirafe Dama. There's certain families that the blood is thin. And therefore it doesn't coagulate. Therefore there's no clotting. The third frame is that the clotting is good. So therefore we understand the sakana. But what does it mean over here? A lady, well, a lady has a power now to kill a husband? What does it mean over here? She's a katanit. What, what makes a lady a katanit? So, that she has a disease in her ma'yan in the spring. Which means, yeah, there's a disease over there. So anytime a guy goes with her, he gets the, uh, the disease and causes her to die. Which is a physical uh, disease that she transmits to her husband that causes death. The Rav Asher Amar Mazal Gorem. Rav Asher says, no, it's not a physical thing over there. This is just a, a Mazal issue. He said the, the compatibility between two of them, there's no Mazal, the, 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 the Mazal is not good, and she causes uh, the husbands to die. So give us my benayu. But what's the nafkamina between whether you say it's Ma'yan Gorem or it's an Inyan of Mazal Gorem? So the Gemara gives the nafkamina. Gemara says, Ika benayu de irsa vamit. Vamit. Which means, let's say, she got married, let's say, the way that she learns the case, she made irusin, let's say. Okay? She made irusin and then died. The husband died. Now, if you're going to say that it's Ma'yan, there's no Ma'yan on Edusim. So therefore, but if you say Mazal, so therefore she can't become a Katarit, which means, let's say a case where she was married, let's say twice. She was married twice, okay? And now the third guy, she only made Edusim, and then from the Edusim, he died. So now the question is going to be, is she going to be considered a Katarit or not? So if you say that it's the Mazal, that's it, it's three times. I don't care when, it's the Mazal, I don't care if it's from the Suin or Edusim. But if you say that it's from, uh, that the Ma'yan is Gorem, she's not a Katanit yet, because the third time, she wasn't with him, it's only Mina Edusim. So that would be enough coming up between the two reasons. Let's say, you see, the way he died, he fell off a tree and died. So if you say the opinion of what, that uh, Ma'yan Gorem, this is not uh, Ma'yan Gorem. But if you say Mazal Gorem, then that's the Mazal. The Mazal caused them to die in this uh, unnatural way. So therefore that will be another nafkamina. Iname, look at how says. Iname, did Let's say they got married. Vesalak l'dikla, he climbed up a tree. Venafal umit. He died. He fell. The madam and Mayan Gorem, according to the opinion, says Mayan, Lo Hosekazu, Shari Mayan, Lo Garan, Lo Shiamut. It was the Mayan that killed him. Shari Lo Met Mahol. He didn't die from sickness. He died from a fall of a tree. But if you say Mazal Gorem, that's Shari Mazal. Therefore, it's considered a, she's considered a Katarit. Amar de Rav Yosef, Mered Rav Alarava. Bahai Mine Merav Yosef. Says, I asked the question to Rav Yosef. Seems there were two Rabbi Yosef so because it's Amar Le Rabbi Yosef Bered the Rabbah the Rabbah. Rabbi Yosef, the son of Rabbah, tells Rabbah, Ba'em minem Rabbi Yosef. I asked the question to Rabbi Yosef, Hadakha kirbi? I asked him, is Hadakha follow the B? Meaning Hadakha is two? Ve'amar li? In. He said, yes. Then I asked him, Hadakha, a different time. Hadakha kirabad shon gabliel, Ve'amar li? In. And he told me, yes. How can it be? So he told me, I, I thought he was joking around with me. I thought he's uh, playing with me. How can that be like Rabbi and uh, the bunch of own Ben Kabdiyeh? They're going to be together. So the rabbi, rabbi told him, Lo, Stamehi. 
Upashit lach, which means we have a, we have stam mishnas. Certain mishnayot, in certain cases, he was posek like, Rabban Shimon Gamliel, that Hazakah is three times, and in other cases, he was posek like Rabbi, that Hazakah is two times, which means it's not across the board, you follow Rabban Shimon in every case. Certain cases you say Hazakah three, in certain cases you say Hazakah so when you ask him the question, he said, yeah, it is, in certain cases. And then when he asked him again, that's back, in certain cases. So therefore, you got to know the cases. So what are the cases? So the Gemara says, I guess, read Rashi. He wasn't joking around with you. There's Mishnahs all over. Yes, there's certain Stam Mishnahs that follow Rashbag. Sometimes he answers this, and sometimes he like that, based on the stamish that you were discussing. What's the cases? So the Gemara says, Nisuin umalkuyot, when it comes to marriage, and it comes to giving lashes, kirabi. Then already, alakaf follows the bi, alakaf twice. Vistot, when it comes to the cycle of a lady, of Nida, Veshora Muad and an ox that gores, Kerabat Shimon Gamliel, then we say the Hazakah is three times. That's the Gibran explains the cases. Nisuin had the Amran. So in the case of Nisuin, is got by a Katlanit. For a lady to be considered a Katlanit, that you can't marry her, she had to have killed three husbands. Malkuyot, what's the case of Lashes? Ditnan, Nishelaka. A person, let's say, committed a sin. That really is normally punishable by Kanet. Right? And Betin gave him Malkut for it. Let's say he was warned by witnesses. So therefore, and then he gave him a, a Malkut. Veshana. And then he went and he committed either the same sin or another sin that's similar. Betin kunsin oto So the Betin already said, this guy's a transgressor. This guy's avaryan. He committed already a sin twice. Bemezid. So now they put the guy in a holding cell in a kippah. They feed him barley. Until his stomach explodes or bursts, which means that's it. This hazaka already twice. You guys, we don't we don't kill him directly, but uh, you, you, you take him out. Look at Rashi. Consim oto the kippah. Bottom line. Im hazar vechata b'shlishi temazikin alim b'rishia mitrezim neshlaka, which is once already he did the sin twice. The same sin that's in the Hayat of Malkut, some say we're talking about Isul Karet over here. Already, once he does by the third time already, you're out. She's Hazakah already, you did it twice, you're in Asha, and therefore they put the guy in this uh, position over here. Now we have to give the cases where Hazakahs were three. What's the case of Vistot? A lady establishing her cycle. Vietnam, we have a Mishnah in the second. A lady does not establish a cycle Which is she has to have the cycle The day that she gets the nida has to be Three times in order to be considered established A cycle And to take out a cycle To undo a cycle She has to go by that day three times And not see to establish a cycle is three times, and to remove a cycle is three times. Now, what's the dafkamina if she has a set cycle or not a set cycle? So that she tells us, Kodat la veset, lismoch alia liot dayas shata. Ditnan kol isha sheesh la veset dayas shata, velometaina nan mafreya meet leait. Yamara says in Masichet Nidar, the first bath, that there's a deen of tum'ah, meaning if a lady, uh, let's say, has a set cycle. So anything that she touches on uh, the day of, let's say, a set cycle, whatever she touches on that day becomes tameh. But we do not metameh anything retroactively. A lady doesn't have a set cycle, let's say she touches something, and then she gets a nida, so 24 hours before already they metameh retroactively her taharot. So we see enough kamida. If a lady has a set cycle, it's going to affect, do you metameh everything that she touched retroactively before she got a nida for 24 hours? According to the Gemara, saying no. Which means, 
She's metameh from the time of the, of the cycle. Not nothing, uh, nothing before. There's another nafkamina that she brings out. Another nafkamina would mean the odd. The imkovat la veset v'giyazman v'sta v'lo batkat temead v'orach b'zmanoba. Which means, let's say she has a veset kavua, which means she saw, let's say, three times on the same day. Now the time of the veset came, she didn't make a bedika. She didn't check. She has to make a bedika if it came yet. She didn't make a bedika. You have to assume what she's temead. Because we say that the visit comes in its normal time. So even if she didn't establish it through a bidikat, through a checking, you have to assume what? That the visit came. So those are two nafkaminot. Nafkaminot number one, we say, Dayashatan, a visit kavod. Whatever she touches goes forward. We don't, we don't metam anything retroactively by a visit kavod. And also we say what? That she's tameh on that day, regardless, even if she didn't make a... Bidikat, but she assumed she showed three times in that day, so the visit, uh, the visit came. Kemara continues, She cannot become taor in a visit. Which is, let's say, two cycles passed that same day, and she made a bidika, and she was clean. So she said, she's clean. No. And let's say she started seeing on another day. So therefore she has two things going for her. Already she, the day of her normal visit passed and she made bidikot on that day, nothing. And her period started to come on other days, not enough. We're still concerned the third time when that day comes around, she might see. Why? And if she doesn't make a bedikah, we assume it's coming on that day. Why? Because to break the visit, you need it to pass three times. Kansikimurah concludes and says, the shor mu'ad, what's the case of shor mu'ad? That's an ox, right? That's already uh, accustomed to gore. So the deen is, once already it gores three times, now already the owner has to pay what's called nezik shalim, he has to pay full damages. That now we learn the Mishnah, en ashor na'asa mu'ad, which is a shor does not become an ox that's uh, accustomed to goring unless the owner was warned three times. So after two times, it does not become a chazakah. That's really based on pesukim, so nobody's going to argue on that. Amen, amen.